Hello there, and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined as usual by Solomon Ashams. Today we take a look at the draw for the 2014 FIFA World Cup and look at the African team's chances. And we hear from Nigeria goalkeeper Vincent Enyama. We can win it. If God is with us, if God wants us to win, we will win it. Also, was the draw properly structured with Ghana ending up in a group of death that will really take some getting out of? But first, the burial of former South African President Nelson Mandela takes place this Sunday. The iconic leader knew very much about the power of sport. And Solomon, you've lived in South Africa for the past 10 years, so you've seen a lot there. What are your personal sporting memories of Nelson Mandela? Well, Nelson Mandela, Steve, was not just a politician. He's a sport lover. Growing up, he was a big, big boxing fan. But then, of course, he joined the struggle and politics and he was in prison for quite a long time. And coming out and becoming the president of South Africa, remember 1995, you know, those iconic photos when he went out there to support uh, the South African rugby team winning that final Rugby World Cup game. And the following year, we remember, you know, he was there when Bafana Bafana, the South African football team, won the Africa Cup of Nations. He was there to inspire them. I think he is someone uh, that is Nelson Mandela, is someone who really understood sports and the power of sports to unite people from different religion, different gender, different race, coming together. You know, we can all agree on sport and he's been able to use that. He's been able to say, look, let's use this to our advantage. And he did the same thing when South Africa beat it for the 2010 World Cup. Before the World Cup, years before the World Cup, he was part of the team that goes up to Zurich, Switzerland, to love be uh, with FIFA to be able to get that slot you know though he was tired and not feeling very well he was out there pleading the case for Africa's first World Cup and South Africa's first World Cup also so he's been able to really understand that look as a politician we all need sports and sport is a unifier well thanks Solomon and do stay with us also with us is Stuart Weir in the UK our European football expert an interesting tribute Stuart to Nelson Mandela by the Ivorians Didier Drogba and Emmanuel Ebue when they played for Galatasaray in Turkey last weekend. Uh, They revealed T-shirts under their jerseys with tributes written on them to Nelson Mandela. Uh, Drogba's said, thank you, Madiba. And Abui's T-shirt said, rest in peace, Nelson Mandela. Now, according to the rules, they could have been suspended for this. They were charged by the Turkey Football Association, but they got away with no punishment, although what they did was technically against the rules. Of course, that goes against the the rules of FIFA, that you're not allowed to have any political slogans uh, on T-shirts and you're not allowed to display them uh, you know, by taking off your shirts. And that's what uh, Drogba and Ibui did. But some very interesting support came in because... Um, Suat Kilik, the Turkish um, Minister of Sport, said, I don't think these players made a bad decision. And I think that it will help the image of Turkey abroad uh, to show that we welcome freedom of expression uh, and that these two two players will, will, will not be punished. So, uh, you know, Turkey, as we know, has a, a really poor reputation on issues of racism. And it's interesting to see the Minister of Sport standing up and saying, look, I know the FIFA rules say that they should be punished, 
but I don't think they should. Uh, I think that they did a good thing, um, and they have my support. Well, from the late Nelson Mandela, we go to the 2014 FIFA World Cup now here on Planet Sport Football Africa. And the draw really is something of a mixed bag for the five African teams there. Let's start off with Group A, where Cameroon, the 1990 quarterfinalists, are in a group with the hosts, Brazil, with Croatia and with Mexico. You might look at that and say, obviously, Brazil will go through their Solomon. Uh, Croatia and Mexico, perhaps not as easy as they might look at first, because Mexico, a good World Cup record, and Croatia are ranked 16th in the world. That's going to be a very, very uh, tough group for Cameroon being there. Brazil, obviously, playing at home, they are definitely going to progress. But Croatia, you never know what to expect from Croatia. It might just be their moment playing so well. And Mexico, for me, Steve, I think they're going to be playing almost at home, because they have a huge football uh, fraternity which of course they're all going to go down to Brazil during this World Cup and support their team uh, to be able to make sure that they play so well. So Cameroon is definitely going to make sure that look we're not in just here to uh, to make up the numbers but we're there to compete. I see if they pick a good result maybe against Croatia it will be difficult for them against Mexico and also Brazil but uh, that group that Cameroon is group A uh, not a good one for them. Looks a bit better maybe for the elephants of Ivory Coast. They're in Group C with Colombia, fourth in the world. Greece and Japan, certainly an easier draw than they had for their previous two appearances at the World Cup. The last World Cup, 2010 in South Africa, I remember them playing so well and also playing against Portugal. But now in Group C, a four Ivory Coast against Colombia, Greece and Japan. I think this is one of their best draws since they made their debut in the World Cup in 2006 in Germany. Against Colombia, for me, Colombia would be the, one of the strongest opposition in this group. Colombia would fall cow leading at the striking force. They definitely going to be out there playing in South America, which is going to be like home for them. Uh, they're going to make sure that they progress, uh, not just to the uh, round of 16, but to the quarterfinals. I see them really putting that goal and saying, let's get out there. And Greece, for me, would be the weakest link, uh, weaker than the Ivorian team. Ivorian team would definitely going to make sure that they try to make sure they qualify with Japan also in this group. You can never rule Japan because they have what it takes. They have quality players that are playing together as a unit, as a team. So it's definitely going to be uh, good for Ivory Coast. I'm sure they have a chance of going out of Group C uh, for the first time in their history. Then the only North African team there at the World Cup, uh, Algeria. Not a bad group with Belgium, Russia and South Korea. Not a bad group for Algeria, but I wonder, I doubt if Algeria is strong enough to get out of that group. Maybe if we had any of the other four African teams in there, they might just uh, make it out of that group H. Because Algeria, for me, looking at the qualifiers, the last game they played to qualify against Burkina Faso, they were not really convincing. But we have Belgium in that group, which has been playing so well with a new generation of players have uh, been playing so well and really winning and this is their moment to show the world what they are made of and what the future of Belgium football would be and Russia is also there Fabio Capello coaching Russia he has a lot of experience so definitely we're going to see it and South Korea they've but they've played in the semi-finals of the World Cup before and they also one thing with the Asian teams they always play as a team
team. So it's going to be difficult for Algeria to really get out of that group and I don't really see them getting out of that group. You can give us your thoughts on the World Cup draw up on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word. Uh, Sylvester Simon in Nigeria says the draw is fair to all countries. The World Cup is not a training ground and all who are there deserve it. They've all worked hard to get there. Africa will do well given fair referees and I reckon two African nations will get through to the quarterfinals, says Sylvester Simon. You can have your say on our Facebook page and also we're following the fortunes of the two African clubs at the FIFA Club World Cup. That's Raja Casablanca of the host nation Morocco and Al Ahly of Egypt. Well, let's hear from Nigeria now. They reached the second round in 1994 and 1998. Here's their goalkeeper Vincent Enyama speaking to Oluwashina Okeleji. We can win it if God is with us. If God wants us to win, we will win it. There are more churches in Brazil than in Nigeria. Believe me, if God wants... I mean, Bible says um, he chooses who he chooses, you know. I believe in God. I believe in... I'm a Christian. I believe in the Bible. So I believe maybe it's my time. Maybe it's my moment, you know. So he chooses who he chooses. What if he chooses Nigeria? You play all the balls, goalposts, bang, bang, bang. We win Brazil finals and we are there. So that's Nigeria goalkeeper Vincent Enyama. Interesting comments there, Solomon. Uh, could this maybe be a better World Cup for Nigeria, drawn with Argentina? Bosnia, Herzegovina and Iran. Yes, I hope this is going to be a better World Cup for Nigeria. From the what the goalkeeper and captain of the team right now just said, Vincent Nyema, it seems to be some sort of confidence, not just uh, with the team, but individual players have some sort of confidence. And the draw are playing against Bosnia and also playing against Argentina and Iran. I think this is the best draw that Nigeria has ever gotten, you know, when it comes to the World Cup. From the first time they played in 1994 in the USA, 98 in in France, you know, coming all the way now, they have a better chance here of really getting to the round of 16. And if they don't, then definitely it would expose uh, the Super Eagles of, as chokers. But Vincent Nyama there is importantly saying, look, we have a chance. He's confident that God on their side, they have to have to win and they, they have a chance to win. And that is very important for any Nigerian Super Eagles team that they put God first in what they do. And with that, I'm sure they're going to better their record of 1994. So chances there for Nigeria, but what about Ghana's Black Stars? They're in one of the toughest groups of death I've ever seen with Germany, Portugal and the USA. Yes, definitely. Ghana is not really in a group group here. I think they're the African team that got the hardest draw here. Germany, who of course we know they're one of the top five teams in the world, their vision and their goal is to get to the finals and obviously win the World Cup in Brazil. And then we have Portugal with Cristiano Ronaldo and we have United States of America who traditionally they always get to the round of 16. It's going to be really tough for Ghana to get out of this. They played the United States at the 2010 World Cup obviously they did so well but they also played Germany and they they lost that game against Germany but then there's Portugal there so it's gonna really be very very tough for Ghana to get out of that group this is a moment for Ghana to show how much experience they have in their side you know the experiences that they have gotten as young players uh, from 2010 World Cup a lot of the players are still part of the team and are still key players when it comes to uh, the Black Stars of Ghana so this is the moment if Ghana gets out of that group I would know definitely that Ghana's football has grown well, thanks for that, Solomon. And no doubt, however you look at it, it is a very, very difficult group for Ghana with Portugal, Germany and the USA. Let's go back to our European football expert, Stuart Weir in the UK. 
Stuart, was the draw properly structured, really, with uh, Switzerland and Belgium among the seeded teams there? Spain and Netherlands in the group stage, giving us a repeat of the 2010 final, and Ghana in that incredible group of death. Well, you mentioned uh, Spain and Netherlands being in the same group. It's actually worse than that because the the runner-up of that group will almost certainly play Brazil in the last 16. So suddenly you've got the favourites Brazil, the two finalists from 2010, and of those three teams, one of them must be eliminated in, in the round of 16. In a tennis tournament, the top seed cannot play the second seed until the final. Obviously, the World Cup is more complex, but it's also really quite controversial. And I think to have the two finalists from last time and the favourites in the same quarter of the draw is absolutely ridiculous. And, I mean, Group Group G, Germany, Portugal, Ghana, USA, that's four teams which last time progressed out of the group, and two of them will be eliminated. And, I mean, in Europe, it's equally ridiculous. You have got Italy, Spain, Netherlands and England all group winners, and they finished up with more difficult draws than the teams who got in by the back door, like Bosnia and France. It, it seems to me there's no reward for qualifying well, and uh, the, the seedings are extremely arbitrary. I mean, you have a group like Switzerland, Ecuador, France, Honduras, probably the weakest group, and I think all four teams there will fancy their chances of going through. And it, it, it certainly doesn't doesn't seem fair. You know, particularly you look at look at from an African perspective, Ghana, who did so well in the last World Cup. You know, what is your reward to be in a group with three other teams which which qualified last last time for the for the last sixteen? I mean it is very complex, but I certainly don't think that FIFA has got it right. Group D, you get Uruguay, semi-finalists last time, England and Italy. That's three World Cup winners in the past, and the reward is to be stuck in the same group together. You know, I think that many people will feel frustrated that it hasn't worked out a fair draw. Obviously, you can say the best team will win in the end, but I don't think you can say that the second best team will necessarily get to the final or even the semi-finals. Sorry, Mr. Blatter, I think you've got it wrong. If I ask you... Is Brazil better than England or not? You know, they haven't played each other in a competitive game for about eight years. Uh, and so you all these meaningless friendlies are used to rank teams. And therefore, teams which have played other weak teams can easily move up into, into rankings that they don't deserve. Uh, I, think that, I think that's part of the issue, that it is incredibly difficult to say whether Ghana or Argentina, or England, uh, it's a better team because they never played each other. I mean, I think if you looked at the performance in the last World Cup, i.e. Ghana uh, doing really well, or the record of the team in qualifying, you know, have they won all their qualifying matches, how many have they won, to me that's a fairer system than this arbitrary FIFA ranking, which is sort of based largely on performances and friendlies. No, I think FIFA could do better. Yes, I have to say, it does look as though something's not quite right with the way that that uh, draw was structured. Many thanks to Stuart Weir in the UK and to Solomon Ashams. Do give us your reaction to the draw for the 2014 FIFA World Cup on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. Also, you can give us your views on how the African teams are doing at the FIFA Club World Cup in Morocco. The address again, Planet Sport Football Africa. And that is all one word. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe. We'll be back next week. You can find the show on Online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.